Welcome back, everybody. This is Brad uh, with the Mount Washington Missionary Baptist Adult Bible Study Companion. We invite you to come out and be with us every Sunday morning and Wednesday evening for Bible study starting at 10 a.m. Sunday mornings, 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday evenings. We're at 5.30 Delania Drive, Mount Washington, Kentucky, 40047. And and uh, the previous chapter, uh, we uh, we have been studying about Abraham and Isaac, about the, uh, uh, the Abraham's sacrifice of Isaac, and uh, how that was a foreshadowing of Christ. Of course, Abraham didn't go through with it, but we went through that in, entire story uh, about how Abraham was the promised son uh, that uh, foreshadowed again uh, just the the sacrifice of the promised son. For us. Um, now, Isaac had been promised to Abraham and Sarah for many years, and they were both up in age. And so, as we get into chapter 23, a fairly sad chapter, and uh, but some stuff in there to teach us nonetheless. So, we're going to start off 23rd chapter of Genesis, and it says, And Sarah was an hundred and seven and twenty years old. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died in Ker Jatharba, the same as Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. So uh, here we have the death of his beloved wife, Sarah. They've been married a long time, and she's 127 years old. And when we left off with Abraham, he was in, anybody remember? He was in Beersheba. And now, uh, apparently, him and Sarah have moved on uh, to Kerjathabar. I can't Kerjatharba. Let's just go with that, Kerjatharba. And in the land of Hebron in Canaan. And that's where Sarah passes away. And uh, it is to be noted that although Abraham has been living in this foreign land for a long time, and although God had promised him a great inheritance. He never really has purchased a parcel of land here. And we'll find out more about the first thing that he purchases in over 60 years in this land. Third verse, it says, And Abraham stood up from before his dead and spake unto the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. So Abraham, uh, they're, they're through the funeral procession here, and um, or, or we want to call it the uh, visitation or whatnot, and he's looking for a place to bury Sarah. He doesn't have any place. And so he asks these, uh, uh, his neighbors, if you want to have it, who have probably come to be with him during this time, um, I, need a, I need a place to bury my wife. And the fifth verse it says, And the children of Heth answered Abraham, saying unto him, Hear us, my Lord, thou art a mighty prince among us. In the choice of our sepulchres bury thy dead. None of us shall withhold from thee his sepulchre, but that it, but that thou mayest bury thy dead. And so in the sixth verse, uh, the, uh, the children of Heth, is what the Bible refers to him as, are acknowledging that uh, he's a, a prince of God and just ask, we'll give it to you. Uh, you know, we're not going to sell you anything. We'll just give it to you. That's how much respect they had for this guy. But Abraham, 
he's telling him, I'm a sojourner with you. So he's just been wandering here in this land for 60 years, the land that God had promised to his generations. But so far, he doesn't own any land of his own. Seventh verse, and Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, even into, even to the children of Heth. And he communed with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me, and entreat for me to Ephron the son of Zohar, that he may give me the cave of Mechpelah, which he hath, which is in the end of his field. For as much money as it is worth, he shall give it me for possession of a burying place amongst you. And so Abraham is saying, look, if, uh, if that's, you know, if it is okay with you all for me to bury my wife here, the, the, the land that he would choose would be the cave of Ephron, the son of Zohar. And, uh, so he is asking, um, asking for that. And I think it's a particular, perhaps some symbolism about where this cave is. It's the end of his field. And we'll come back to that in a little bit. In the 10th verse, it says, I got to scroll back up here. Bear me for, bear with me for a second. And Ephron dwelt among the children of Heth and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the audience of the children of Heth, even of all that went in at the gate of his city saying, nay, my Lord, hear me. The field give I thee and the cave that is therein. I give it thee. In the presence of the sons of my people, give I it thee. Bury thy dead. So Ephron, again, is in a show of respect. He doesn't want to charge Abraham for anything here. He's just saying, take it. Twelfth verse. And Abraham bowed down himself before the people of the land. And he said unto Ephron in the audience of the people of the land, saying, But if thou wilt give it, I pray thee, hear me. I will give thee money for the land. Take it of me, and I will bury my dead there. And Ephron answered Abraham, saying unto him, My Lord, hearken unto me. The land is worth four hundred shekels of silver. What is that betwixt me and thee? Bury thy dead. And Abraham hearkened unto Ephron. And Abraham weighed to Ephron the silver, which he had named in the audience of the sons of Heth. Four hundred shekels of silver, current money with the merchant. And the field of Ephron, which was in Mechpelah, for which was before Mamre, the field and the cave which was therein, and all the trees that were in the field, that were in all the borders round about, were made sure into Abraham for possession in the presence of the children of Heth, before all that went in at the gate of his city. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Mechpelah before Mamre, the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. And the field and the cave that is therein were made sure unto Abraham for possession of a burying place by the sons of Heth. So, um, short chapter, it's only 20 uh, verses, but quite a little uh, bit in there. Uh, so Ephron doesn't want to sell uh, this burying place to Abraham. He wants to give it to him. He said, you know, it's worth 400 shekels of silver. What's that between me and you, man? Uh, just take it. Just take it. Uh, because they thought a lot of Abraham, thought a lot of Sarah. But Abraham always does things above board. He doesn't want there to be any confusion. And so 
Ephron named a price, which was 400 shekels of silver, and Abraham went to the merchant in the view of everybody. So they were in the gate of the city. That's where all the, the business took place. And um, Abraham weighed out 400 shekels of silver with the merchant, then it gave it to Ephron and, and bought that land. Uh, back then there were no written contracts. There were witnesses all around that saw that Abraham did justly deal with Ephron. Now, why is that important to know that? Well, although this deal may have been fine with Ephron and Abraham, what about the next generations that, that come after them? Maybe they would say, well, well, he didn't think of us. We're the rightful uh, inheritors of that land. And he that's, that's our inheritance. He can't give that away from us. So there could have been a situation down the road that Abraham wants to take care of. He doesn't want there to be any confusion about anything. This is not the first time he's he's done this. Uh, with Abimelech, he wanted to make a covenant to know that he dug this well and there were witnesses around um, there. So Abraham always wants to do things above board and there's a lesson to be learned there for us. Uh, sometimes in business or, or even in, in family relations, we uh, we do things out of the goodness of our heart or the emotionality of the moment. And we don't always think, well, how's that going to, how am I going to feel about that a year from now? How am I going to feel about that two years from now? And if there's a potential that someone's going to have an ought against you a year from now or, uh, or sometime in the future, you need to take care and address that now. As they say, you know, a deal that's good in the middle of the night is a deal that's good in the middle of the day. So Abraham was doing this in public. Now back to our uh, question, what is the symbolism of this cave? Where was it located? Certainly it's in this field, but it's at the end of the field. And if you want to think about it, all of the inheritance and all of the long life and the blessing that Abraham had at the end of it, is just a grave. At the end of it is a grave for all of us. We can't take it with us. We've heard that a long time. So make the moments that you have here count. There's also, uh, as we uh, go back to the beginning of the chapter, it tells us a little bit about how Abraham responded to the loss of his, his wife. It said, not only did he come to mourn for Sarah, but he wept for her there. So, um, I know a lot of times when we go to funerals and whatnot, it's, we should be hopeful that why are we crying? Because we know that person's in a better place and that's all true. But there is a time to mourn. There's a time for weeping. And we, that's a proper response to these things. So, uh, go through your mourning period, uh, when these things happen. But also you've got to, to handle the business of getting on with life. And we'll see in the next chapters, Abraham, gets on with his life. He lives quite a while after Sarah dies. Um, so there is a time to mourn, but God does not expect us to mourn forever. We can't just, when bad things happen, we can't just curl up in a ball. Uh, in the New Testament, it says we should not weep as those who have no hope because we do have hope. But it's that's not to say that we shouldn't mourn for those that we lose because uh, it's an expected part of life. So again, maybe just a few thoughts there. Uh, I challenge you to come up with your own and we look forward to discussing this in our class. So uh, 10 o'clock Sunday morning, 630 on Wednesday evenings, 
530 Delania Drive. We welcome and invite everybody out. We look forward to discussing this with you all to see what thoughts you have, see if you can bring anything else out of it. Okay. Thank you much, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.